Chapter Twenty Six of In Search of Treasure by Horatio Alger Jr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Six A Brutal Captain. No one on board liked Captain Richmond. He was a surly, disagreeable man who liked better to sneer than to smile. He was a great contrast to Captain Grover with his pleasant hearty manners guy tolerated him and treated him respectfully but abner titcombe and luke clark repaid his rudeness with coldness they had the self-respect of independent american citizens and would not overlook the uncalled-for and studied impoliteness of the captain captain richmond had one redeeming feature he was a good seaman he seemed well qualified for the command of a merchant vessel he was strict in his discipline but that is always required captain grover was strict and his crew liked him on the other hand there was not a sailor who did not dislike captain richmond among the seamen was a young fellow of nineteen from castine maine he was known to abner titcombe who while on a visit to that town had become acquainted with james lowe and his family as titcombe had not seen lowe since he was a boy of fifteen he did not immediately recognize him till james called him by name the boy seemed very much pleased to find on board one with whom he had had a previous acquaintance titcombe was speaking to the young sailor one day when captain richmond came up mr titcombe he said what can you have to say to one of my crew the tone was insolent and abner titcombe resented it it happens captain richmond he replied that this young fellow and i are old acquaintances i know him and his family that may be sir returned the captain with an incredulous sneer what do you mean by that captain richmond do you mean to doubt my word i would have you understand mr titcombe that i am the captain of this ship and i will not tolerate insolence from you or any other man there has been no insolence except on your part i am a passenger on this vessel and i claim to be treated with civility he looked the captain straight in the face and there was a look of determination in his eyes that made captain richmond who was a bully but not brave think he had gone far enough i prefer that you should not speak to any member of my crew he rejoined as he turned abruptly away james said titcombe as i don't wish to get you into any trouble i will hereafter seek opportunities to speak to you when the captain is not on deck i wish captain grover were in command replied the boy he was a gentleman from this time captain richmond seemed to transfer to james lowe some of the dislike he felt for titcombe the latter was not in his power but as james lowe was only a sailor it was a simple matter to make things uncomfortable for him one morning lowe appeared on deck looking pale and ill he had malaria in his system and when he shipped he was not in good physical condition what is the matter james asked abner titcombe who was struck by the young fellow's appearance 
i don't know my my head aches terribly and i can hardly stand why don't you report yourself sick to the captain and ask leave to go to your bunk he wouldn't believe it he would be a brute if he didn't grant your request hush here he comes captain richmond strode on deck and looked about him in his masterful way he noticed james lowe's slow motions be lively there he cried you lazy loafer you're skulking captain richmond said the poor fellow i feel very sick my head is swimming sick are you sick of work most likely sneered the captain indeed sir i am very ill if you would kindly let me lie down for an hour or two why you lazy scoundrel roared the captain in a rage i never heard such barefaced insolence up to the masthead with you and stay there till you're ready to do your duty james low turned a look of anguish upon the captain indeed sir i am very sick he said as the poor fellow spoke his face became of a greenish hue and he sank to the deck where he lay without sense or motion by this time captain richmond was intensely irritated and in his fury he drew back his foot and kicked the prostrate boy brutally the poor fellow quivered a little but he was too far gone in unconsciousness to make any other demonstration shame shame was heard from at least two persons who witnessed the captain's cruelty he looked sharply around and roared out who said that i did for one responded guy pale but his eyes flashing with indignation don't you dare to say it again cried the captain with a volley of oaths i did for another said abner titcombe coming forward his face stern and threatening you'll do it eh you'll find yourself in irons if you are not careful i'm not going to have any landlubber interfering with my discipline do you hear that captain richmond said titcombe you are the greatest brute i ever came across don't you dare to say that again cried the captain almost foaming at the mouth no one but a brute would kick a sick boy sick he's shamming he is not shamming and you know that as well as i do i'll put you in iron sir by heavens you are inciting mutiny if you put me in irons you'll have something to put me in irons for what do you mean by that i mean that if you are captain of this vessel i am a man and i won't allow you to treat a poor sick sailor as you have treated james low you won't allow me yelled the captain you'll see i'll do it again for your gratification and he drew back his foot as if to kick the prostrate figure once more quick and stern came these words from abner titcombe if you kick that boy again captain richmond by the heavens above me i'll fell you to the deck and kick you there was something so resolute in titcombe's words and manner that captain richmond furious as he was was impressed in spite of himself mr titcombe he said i can have you arrested and imprisoned for what you have said if you don't desist at once 
i will report your brutality to the american consul at the first port at which we stop and demand your trial as has already been said captain richmond though a bully was a coward and he did not dare to follow up his brutal treatment much as he desired to do so you may find that someone else will report to the consul he said sullenly you will find out sir that it is a serious thing to interfere with discipline on board ship james low moved slightly opened his eyes and seemed coming out of his stupor captain richmond bent over seized him by the shoulder and raised him to his feet now go below he said you will be kept on bread and water for the next twenty-four hours james low was glad enough to creep below and the threat did not disturb him in the least anything was better than going about his work when he was scarcely able to stand erect captain richmond with as much dignity as he could command went to his own cabin and left the field to titcombe and guy what do you think of a man such as that said titcombe turning to guy i never felt so indignant in my life he is not a man but a brute you saved the poor fellow mr titcombe yes and i mean to shield him from the captain's malice hereafter for he will undoubtedly try to do him a mischief what would you have done had the captain kicked him again what would i have done don't ask me i would have treated captain richmond worse than he treated james regardless of consequences End of chapter twenty six